Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. We got to reset. We laid the foundation, and it's going to be uh, up to Ryan and myself to find those missing pieces. Add some depth. Back strips it. My oh my! Khalil Mack, he is unbelievable. WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns. Eddie Jackson for the fifth time in his young career has a touchdown. With WGN's Adam Ho. Are you ready? From the athletic, Adam Johns. What's up, everybody? Tearing it up. Here they are, the Adams, Hogan Johns. Touchdown Bears! Ah, did you guys hear that? Look at Ernie updating the open. Just He's like the best. That. The absolute best. Uh, Adam Johns from the athletic. Feels different. Is there something you'd like to Feels tell us? Feels good, yes. I'm the newest member of the Athletic Chicago. Extremely excited. Ready to go, man. Can we tell the story of when you told me about this? Or no? I'm trying to remember this story. Go well, ahead. Well, the story is, it doesn't really matter when it happened, is that you, we were talking about when we were going to do our next episode. Yes. And, and you know, and then you were like, but uh, can we have lunch today? Oh, yeah. 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 So I got off, I think we were just texting, but uh, then I... Uh, well, it started as a coffee. Yeah, what? Yeah, coffee got serious. Became then, a lunch. But the point is, as soon as uh, you texted me that, I was sitting there drinking coffee in the morning with my wife, and I said, "John's is going to the athletic." Either that or something serious yeah. is going on. <laughs> too, too serious. Uh, and what a then, great prediction. And then we sat down at lunch, and like before you said anything, I go, so you're going to the athletic? Yeah, you did call. And you were like... Even before I said it. And you thought someone had told me. Yes. And I was like, no, I just... Well, we're a, gossip- this is what, we're a gossipy bunch. This is what everyone does. Yes. Yes. They just go to the athletic. Yes, that's what we all do. I'm next. I am next. Okay. I'm pumped. I'm excited. Uh, let's let, do this. Let does it come with a free subscription? I think so. All right. I hope so. Yeah, do you have to pay for your subscription? No. I'm I a paying subscriber. And I appreciate that. How about I get a subscription? Okay, maybe. Joe, you're in, right? Oh, absolutely, I'm in. Yeah, it's my guy. My man. Joe Romano in the house as well. And maybe it wasn't such a coincidence that uh, Kevin Fishbane was here last week. Say hi, Kevin. I just wanted you guys to do your thing. I thought if I chimed in too early, we could lose some uh, lose some listeners. You know, people are here for the Hogan John show. I'm just... People were concerned. People were concerned. They were. Yes, but we are not going anywhere. I was kind of... I, I understood a lot of people tweeted, you know, what does this mean for the podcast? I didn't see a whole lot of what does this mean for Kevin Fishbane <laughs> at the Athletic House. <laughs> you know... But uh, obviously, it's, which also it's, would have been a very valid question. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I, I got I got one or two, you know, individual people said, you know, you know, who's this who's this guy, John? Well, what were you about you to know? say there? <laughs> if it makes you feel yeah. any better, going back to that story, I was just telling that was one of my first questions was, what does this no, mean for Kevin? We're just forming a one-two punch, teammates, rocks. 
Well, much like our listeners, it was, what does this mean for our podcast? And then what does this mean for Kevin? Yes. In that order. Yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, I'll take that. We'll, okay. we'll call it business as usual. Uh, yeah. We're so here. for our listeners, this that's the plan. Uh, the Hogan John podcast is not going anywhere. So I do have a link for everybody. Uh, if you're, yeah, why don't you if go you're ahead? interested in subscribing to The Athletic, you could get my Welcome Adam discount. So it's theathletic.com backslash Welcome Adam. Welcome Adam. Welcome Adam. Uh, and that is where you can also read John Z's Welcome Adam. Welcome Adam story. Yes. Yes. My uh, And all of Kevin Fishbane's actual work. Yes. 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 Which is, Forget about me. Which is still there. Uh, so it's theathletic.com. They have a great app. The Athletic app. You can read everything there. That's usually where I read everything. And... You know, uh, there's this thing called WGNRadio.com slash Bears that has a brand new mock draft. Bears mock draft 3.0 and my quarterback rankings. I think yesterday was the most productive day I've ever had, guys, in my life. <laughs> it's because you're hobbled. It is. That's what it is. Because I, I, now I've been working on the, the research for months now, but I pretty much wrote the entire quarterback rankings, my entire third mock draft, and... Uh, what else did I do yesterday? I watched the White Sox game. Oh, I hosted a White Sox pregame show on WGN Radio. I watched the White Sox game. I helped put my kid to bed. And I watched an episode of Walking can, can, Dead. Can you reach over there and give a pat in the back? Didn't, um, didn't was it Boars and Bernstein's have like a we're happy for you? Yes, drop? yes, we can yes, do, you know? yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. We're happy hey, for you. Up. So take that and think about that for a little bit. Hey, way to go. Way to go, Adam. But the yep. moral of the story is, though, it's because I, I should have hurt my knee a long time ago, really. I'd be way more productive in yep. life. Yeah. So, Kevin, when he used to do his draft research, not Kevin, when Adam used to do his draft research, Kev, he used to have this draft board. You know, everybody's got this big board. Adam had the littlest big board you'd ever seen. Smaller than that television right there. It's actually right here. Yes. Look at uh, it. I got, yeah, I want to see this. And uh, I haven't used it in years. And actually, if you look closely, Mitch Trubisky's name is right there. Still there. So two years. Wow. Two years. And these, the, rest, these, the rest of these are all scattered because of my uh, kid. So you had Deshaun Kaiser higher than Mitch Trubisky. None of this, <laughs> none of this is in order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As half the what things is are Mitch upside Trubisky's down. What is Mitch the 20th ranked quarterback you had? Yeah. Actually, podcast. They can't see what that whiteboard actually, looks like. Actually, he was number one. Good eyes there, Kev. He was I noticed that one. as well. Yeah, I didn't get very far with that. Isn't it Potsy who like actually like kept a depth chart on a whiteboard or something? I heard of that. Yes. Well, he, he's got the most meticulous yellow notes that you'll ever see. Yellow yeah, notes? Yes. Okay. The old uh, legal pad notes. Uh, all right. So the reason why Kevin's here is because this is our annual mock draft roundtable episode. Uh, and our, our producer Joe Romano at Joey Joe Rowe is also a part of this. I know he loves the the mock draft episode. What's good? See, I got this friend named Joey Jojo Junior Shabadoo. That's the worst name I ever heard. Oh, no. Hey, Joey Jojo. And I actually teased this wrong last week. I think I said this is our fourth annual mock draft roundtable. It's actually our fifth. We did one. Before the podcast ever started, we did one that spring, just like for WGN Radio. And oh, the, yeah. And yeah. Dan, uh, yes. you were part of it, too, Fish. We were at the studio. Was Jared we, yeah. there? Uh, no, it was Dan Weeder. Yeah. It was Dan Weeder. It Dan was, Weeder. If I remember correctly, I have a weird memory, it was pouring rain that day. It was like really, I just remember yeah. having to get my way to WGN Studios and pouring rain. First world problems, I know. 
Yeah. So 2015. So who did, was that the year that someone bailed and you like got on the train and got down there in 30 minutes? I think so. I think at home bailed. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did bail, and then you came in in the pouring rain. Um. Anyway, so the way this works, we're not going to start it right now because we have a couple things we got to get to. But um, are you really going to sneeze again right now, dude? I'm this allergic guy, to cats, oh. and I just encountered your cat in the hallway. Okay, well, how do you explain the one in Arizona? Because there was no cat in Arizona. Those were allergens in the the courtyard that we were around. <laughs> That's the one from the basement. Yeah, that we got to get old. the one from Zona, man. That was a monster. We got to pull that. I keep forgetting it. Call it a man sneeze. Yes. Yeah. I just fought back a sneeze. <laughs> okay. Took all, all right. my energy. Um, anyway, we, we will simulate the whole first round of the NFL draft. It's weird because the Bears do not have a pick, uh, but really it's the same process we always do. We will talk a little bit about the Bears here to get things going because we just came from Hallis Hall where uh, we got to talk to Ryan Pace in the most pointless press conference of the year right before the draft. I like how he calls it that. Yeah, no, he basically was like, yeah, this is always fun. Every year he prefaces it with, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to smile and do what I do. But Were there any takeaways from today? I think I had a couple tweets. What do you got? Uh, let's see. I tweeted once from there. Yeah. Oh, well, I liked his answer because I asked him what would be different Thursday night in their brand new, they got this brand new fancy draft room that they're not even going to use Thursday night, basically. No, they're going to be in there and they're going to be digital. watching the draft, but it's all digital. This giant wall, it's all digital. Um, what's going to be different Thursday night? And he said, for one, when our pick comes up, the one they traded to the Raiders, Khalil Mack highlights will come on. They'll also have Anthony Miller highlights in the second round, I believe. That's, I mean, that's what those picks went towards. Yes. Do you think in the uh, first round of the 2010 NFL draft, Jerry Angelo put on highlights of Jay Cutler's debut at, against the Packers? Ooh, Jesus. He's coming out firing. Wow. I like this. We should add that Kevin will probably be on the, po- be on the podcast a little bit more. Going yeah, forward. we should have said that. I'll check on my schedule. I'm a busy guy. So uh, I've seen his schedule, so I could tell you if he's lying. That's I have true. Access. We're teammates. No, no, we're teammates. Who else from the Athletics is going to be on? Get Dan Durgan. John Greenberg, Dan Pompey. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. All right. No, I, overall, this should be good. We get a little bit more uh, access to uh, to people who know what they're talking about. How about that? Let's do it. The athletic, you, you guys have done a good job. I mean, bringing – and maybe we'll have access to writers from other cities. Yeah. 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 La, you know, last year, I'm sure many of your listeners also listened to the Athletics Bears podcast last year. And – uh each week, I had a different, you know, because we have riders of every team. So each week, yep. I just have whoever the, the Bears are playing that week. I even, you know, the uh, we have a couple teams like the Bears where we have two riders. So yeah. when the Bears played the Vikings, I had one athletic rider on for the first game and another one on for the finale. We need like a like a mandatory fishbane segment, though. Okay, we'll work on it. Yes. Like every episode? No. Something good. We got we we to be clever with this. Okay. Think about it. Well, he does have a wedding coming up, so we can break down the wedding. Wedding advice with Fishbane. We found out our wedding table today. Yes. We'll keep that close to the vest right now. Very but, good one. But uh, I'm excited. I, there's, still I'm time, excited. there's still time to resend invitations. <laughs> time, so, well, everyone, you know. Uh, also from today's press conference with Ryan Pace. This was interesting just because of the news over the weekend with the Raiders and how they sent everyone home. Uh, all their scouts home because they don't trust anybody. That's actually pretty normal, though, when you're going to fire everybody, 
which also happens a lot when there's turnover in a front office. Uh, but Ryan Pace said that all of his scouts are in the Bears draft room during the draft and Matt Nagy. Yes. So Don't the Patriots kind of limit who's in that draft room? It's not every single scout or every single scouting assistant. Yeah, probably. I, I think it's pretty common. To I, do. I do think, I mean, through his answer, Pace brought up a kind of an interesting point about this personnel staff's now been together for, this is their fourth draft together, which doesn't sound like a lot, but if you think about the Bears and what they went through personnel-wise to the end of Angelo, the end of Emery, you had total upheaval yeah. of scouting staffs. So to have the same college scouting director, well, I guess they had Joe Douglas for Pace's first draft. Yes, yes, and now he's a, is a head honcho. But all the scouts... Well, you're talking about his 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 guys, his the, yeah. The, yeah. the the Fab Five. It's it's Pace, Mark Sadowski, Champ Kelly, Josh Lucas, and Joey Lane. Yeah, the five of them have been together for so. Yeah, it it, it makes a lot of the stuff easier. Doesn't mean they're going to get all the picks right, obviously, but at least it's easier, I imagine, to come to some consensus and you know how what players different scouts like and what players your person your your top personnel guys like and you trust them. Yeah, well, I mean, right now the Bears are. Uh, the comparison between the Bears and the Raiders, two very different situations, right? From across the board, stability in the front office, coaching staff, uh, prospects for 2019, and of course they're going to meet in London uh, in week five. Uh, the, the last thing from the press conference, which actually happened literally as the press conference was ending, so it's not really a part of the press conference, but Adam Schefter tweeted, this was as Ryan Pace was finishing his last answer and walking out of the room. In a turn of events, 49ers franchise kicker Robbie Gold has pulled his contract proposals that he sent to San Francisco and told the team he will not negotiate or sign a long-term deal with them, and he would like to be traded, Gold said Tuesday. I'm not surprised by this. No, no. And it, But it's I don't know what it means. Uh, because it, what a tricky situation this is. Somewhat, I'd like to. Has this ever happened before with a kicker? No. Like, I can't think of a comparable situation. I don't know what the. Like, what would the trade market be for Robbie Gold right now? <laughs> Is there ever a trade market for a kicker? When was the last time a kicker was traded? Yes. I mean, punters have been traded. And anybody could be traded. When Gretzky was traded, wasn't Marquette, was it wasn't Marquette King traded, or did he just move? He King? was. I, I think, think he was. He traded. was. Also, for Robbie, if if the Bears weren't the Bears in the situation they're in, would this even be a story right now? Not just in Chicago, but nationally, because I feel like he must. Be, there's all, the Bears, the only team that would have Absolutely, to consider yeah. this. He, he must have an inkling or belief or hope, or dream, something. Yeah. That are, that are re- I'm trying to think possible. of a team that, that doesn't have a good kicking situation. Um, do you got like the, the steel? Did the steel, Steelers kicker had some issues last year, right? Yeah. So, but I'll just throw that out there. Like the Steelers are not going to trade for Robbie Gold. Right. The only team that would even consider it is the only team he would want to. Not the only team, but it's the team he wants to play for the most. Well, Adam, you you sat down with them. At the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. He said he wanted to be somewhere where he can have some sense of stability for his family for, what, the next three or four years? Yes, Chicago is home. But where is he going to... 
if not in San Francisco where they have cap space to use, he must have an idea that some type of situation like that is available elsewhere for what he's looking for. Well, and that's the thing about this is because he, look, he's made it very, very clear his top preference would be Chicago. Okay, just built a house here. This is where his family is. This is where he is right, literally right now. Okay, um, but he also said he wants to be wherever he signs his next deal, and including the 2019 season. He doesn't want to be in another city just for one year. He wants it to be a, so. It seems like like that's that was the only thing on the table with the 49ers. Well, and that's what made him saying that, which was before the franchise tag was applied. What I thought was so interesting about him saying that at the time was if you're the 49ers, from a leverage standpoint, you're going, okay, well, we have the ability to franchise tag him, which means he's guaranteed to be here in 2019, and if he really, really wants to be in a long-term situation, then this should give us the upper hand to sign that long-term deal. But here we are a couple months later, and he's saying no to San Francisco. Like He clearly does not want to be a 49er at this point. So where is this opportunity, and where do the Bears fit in all this? Because the as much as Robbie has made it clear he wants to be in Chicago, the Bears have not at all. It, it, I, like I would call, uh, like lukewarm. Yeah. Well, every to tops on this thing. So so what is exactly to your question that you just said right there to make such a strong play right here? He has to know something, whether it's Chicago or a different team. Yeah. I don't know. Robbie's very savvy. He's been the Bears players rep for for the union for for a number of years. He understands this business better than anybody. He really does. That said, to go back to your point about the Bears, it's been clear to me that everything they've done. Look, the, the veteran route, they've tried that. They've tried your Cody Parkey. They've tried their Connor Barth. They've tried your Cairo Santos, Carlos Santos. Yep. They've tried those guys. But isn't this this one different? And uh, Carlos Santos. I get that he's different. I get that it makes... It's a no-brain, no-brainer decision. I understand that. But look, why are you bringing in... Let me get these names right. Chris Bluey, Chris Blewett, Elliot Fry, Redford Jones then. You're, you're already gone down this path. It's Robbie Gold. Yeah, but there's nothing committed to those guys. I know. I know. Well, let's pose it this way to you guys. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know what the market would be. But you got two seventh round picks. How about, let, let's up it up even more. Like right now, would you part with the fifth round pick for Robbie Gold? I'm a strong yes. Like a hundred percent yes, because this still is, as we said going into the playoffs, the biggest question mark on a roster that could win the Super Bowl. You have to get this right. So, do we care about the financial element of this? Well, yeah, he's looking for money. That's well, part of so it. the Baltimore Ravens are committing five point seven million dollars kickers right now. If the Bears sign Robbie. They'd be committing close to 10. The Bears already are fourth in the NFL in money allocated figures. You're, you're, you're counting how much you're gonna, you have to pay Cody Parkey. Right. Yep. I mean, that has to factor in mentally. If Now, certainly, ownership's not going to care at all. I, I imagine the McCaskey family is like, give, give Robbie whatever he wants. We don't care. It's Robbie. Um, well, to me, it's more just about the cap. 
But they have the they have cap space, right? And that's the other part of this. Like they converted all, they made all these small under the radar moves that had everyone thinking like, "Oh, they're going to make a run at Le'Veon Bell." Yeah. And like they haven't really spent this money. And yes, there's guys that they're probably going to extend, use that money towards a Cody Whitehair contract or something like that. But there, there's room right here to work with. So a fifth round pick, would you do it? So you're giving the 49ers a fifth round pick, and then you have to sign Robbie to a long. You have to sign him to a multi year extension. You're, you're going to have to make him probably the highest paid kicker in football. It's a lot, of, yeah. But here's the thing: there is nobody on this planet that brings the Bears closer to a Super Bowl than Robbie Gold right now, right? Like, there's nobody they could feasibly add at this. Well, you're juncture. talking about a fifth round pick. If you're comparing Robbie's impact compared to what you yeah. get in the fifth round, well, yeah. not even that. But like free agency's done, it's not like you're gonna add, you're not going out and getting anybody else. The only hole, the, the biggest hole in your roster right now is kicker, and uh, and, and, also- and Robbie would be an incredible. Well, he should be an incredible upgrade. But you want to talk about blowback? Kicking is a fickle position. Robbie's been great in San Francisco. He knows he he he's talked about. He's been open about how he changed his kicking. After getting cut, he knows Soldier Field better than anybody. To me, that's the biggest thing with these three random yeah. guys. No one knows. Like they've never kicked at Soldier Field. He knows how to kick under easy. pressure. Like, but what? If, what if they do this and he just something happens and he just he misses a key See, kick but, here? But, but like, I think the blowback from if the unlikely situation of Robbie coming in and struggling and like, oh, here here you go again. I still think the blowback from that would be less than if you go into the season with three random dudes and yeah. none of them yeah. emerge, and then everyone's looking at you next year, like in the middle of the season or whenever it is, like just staring at you, going like, "Uh, you knew this was a problem, and you didn't do anything about yeah, it." The bold decision still is, is is sticking the course with your young guy competition. Well, especially to to your point, Hogue, is if he ends up decision. on another team that's yeah. the 49, not the Forty ers If he stays with the Forty ers I think you, I think fans would understand that that's just the most likely scenario. But if 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 the Bears are out and I don't know Minnesota trades for him, then you got then you got real problems in terms <laughs> of watching what he does there. And then he's, then, he's, then he's kicking against you twice. Which is something I talked about a few months ago. Like, if Robbie Gold hit the open market and you did not sign him, I just thought this is the, the easiest no-brainer move ever. Now, it's different because they franchise him, and now you got to trade for him. And, I don't, again, I, I, I have no idea where even to start with the compensation. It depends on the market. But, like, Jordan Howard couldn't even pull – he had to pull out a 2020 conditional pick for him. Does – does Ryan Pace want Robbie Gold? Ryan Pace cut Robbie Gold. I know that there was a lot more to that. There was a financial element, the head coach and special teams coordinator. Uh, Two big elements right there. E- ext- yeah, extremely. Does Ryan Pace think that the that this would be... We, we know he's aggressive, and I like that about him. But does, does he even want Robbie Gold? Does he think that, does he, does he think that Robbie's the answer? I don't know. We don't know what he thinks about him. It makes too much sense not to sign Rabbit Gold, does it not? I agree. The money element is a significant factor. But to back to your point about the criticism that Pace or the rest of the Bears front office would face if this failed, to be honest, 
there shouldn't be any because this makes too much sense not to. To me, it's more a financial aspect than anything. Yeah, to me, this is one of those moves where if you sign them and it doesn't work out, then that's on the player. Because the, I always, and I go back to this with every move that's ever made, I always try to look at the logic behind the move. Okay? And I think last year when you look at Cody Parkey, that was one where right away you're going, wait a minute, you're looking through his uh, his Wikipedia page and you're going, this guy's been on four different teams in four years? And you locked him up to that much money and for that long? Like, I, the, the, the logic, there was like a small thing with the logic there that, that seemed off. Where once he started struggling, you're going, well, I don't know that this move made a whole lot of sense. This is different, man. This is your franchise all-time leading yeah. scorer who you know can kick in this building, who who wants to win a Super Bowl uh, with the Bears specifically. He wants to come back. Uh, but, but look, if the Bears do want him, then the 49ers... How 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 like how do you John Lynch is going to fleece Ryan Pace again again? It's, yeah, <laughs> no. I, but but if there's no other offers, then how does this go down? And I don't think it's a coincidence that this is coming out two days before the draft. Well, no. also, oh, and no. John John Lynch spoke to the media yesterday, and he said that Robbie was going to be with them. And and I, it certainly seems like based on the fact that Robbie reached out to ESPN, and the stories out there that he did not appreciate the way John Lynch was so presumptuous it's, i mean i'm just i'm being presumptuous myself with the timing no, there the timing's interesting but, but lynch was just like yeah he'll be here yeah in some capacity and i i, I imagine robbie didn't didn't appreciate that um but so are we sure pat o'donnell can handle kickoffs <laughs> ouch can i can he no robbie would kick it would he not? robbie isn't robbie has eight kickoffs in the last two years My biggest question. question is, are the 49ers even going to let a kicker dictate the situation? You know, this isn't Le'Veon Bell. This isn't a running back. This isn't a premier position. Obviously, the Bears need a good kicker, but are the 49ers just going to let a kicker come up to them and say, like, I don't want to play here. Trade me. Look, look. for all we know, Joe, you bring up a good point here. This could just be bargaining. Another form of it. Just it going. Right. But, it, but it, Joe brings up a really good point, too, though, because if you're the 49ers... You could say, hold out, fine. We'll spend $400,000 and bring in somebody who's going to be fine. It's not like, it's not like the, another, a different position where you're like, oh, you know, I mean, the Steelers had James Conner, worked out okay with Le'Veon Bell gone. But it's not like another position where you're like, oh my God, I'm missing my starting quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Yeah, you want Rye, but if he says he's going to hold out, the 49ers will be like, well, we're not going to let you go kick for somebody else, especially in the NFC. So you're gonna either you kick for us or you're not kicking for anybody, and we'll find some guy off the street. Well, Robbie can also just sign the tender, and then he's guaranteed his money. So well, it makes it tricky. Yeah, you know, I mean that's the one downside to doing the franchise tag thing is if that player signs the tender, you're stuck with them for that cash. Two of Pat O'Donnell's four kickoffs in 2017 went for touchbacks. Mega kick. I mean, I got to say, that is just not the part of the situation I'm worried about, kickoffs. <laughs> All right, quickly, one-word answer. Would you do it? Yes! Kev? Yeah, I, I would. My hesitation is just, oh, you just asked for one word. I'm new to this podcast. Yes. Me too. Yes. So your doppelganger would just say, no. <laughs> 2019 is Robbie's year. And Kyle Fuller would say, uh, yes. <laughs> We're all a Yes. I just, I think this is, 
We don't know if the 49ers are willing to trade them, but if they are, I can't imagine the compensation would be that much. If you have the cap space, this is your biggest problem. Look, you I, fix it. I, I, I would say it. this. I, I'd be hesitant to give up a fifth-round pick, I, honestly. I know it's he's worth it, probably. Maybe I should say I think the Bears would be hesitant to give up a fifth-round pick. Maybe, but... And I, uh, it You've may gotten not, it may good not players even cost in the fifth round. It may not even cost that much. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, some of these... You could honestly... I could see a scenario where this thing just gets out of hand to the point where the 49ers, like, back to this being a kicker thing, just just rescind the franchise Pull the sheet. That happens. And then he hits free agency. Yeah. You know? Um, the 49ers do have another kicker on the roster. They do? Jonathan Brown. Uh, made all six of his field goal attempts in the 2018 preseason with the Bengals, including a 55-yarder. Do we know what that contract is right now? That like the what's what are they on the hook for Robbie Gold right now with the tag? Because I mean that kind of it plays a role in the whatever the negotiations are going to be. I mean, if the Bears can pull off trade and work out a new contract. That they're going to want to lower that number. Uh, the kicker franchise tag was it non-exclusive or yeah, um, four point nine million dollars. Okay, and the Bears have about eight million dollars in cap space right now. You yeah, can lower can that number through a, a long-term extension. It's it's totally feasible from a money standpoint. I think you have to ignore. You got to cut your losses with the Cody Parkey thing. Both in terms of, you know, it, the money's out there. You own the money and the cap space. Like, it just, you cannot let that, you cannot let that mistake, you can't make it again. You can't make the same mistake twice. You go get the guy. Chris Blue and a seventh round pick. Let's see it. <laughs> Trading kickers. Holy Moses. Whew. All right. Should we get to the draft? Let's mock it up. Mock it up. Muck it up. All right, uh, this is the Bears Mock Draft Roundtable. If you're new to this podcast, you've never heard us do one of these before. It's the fifth year we've been doing it, and it works like this. We have all split up the team, so there are 32 picks. There are four of us. Joe Romano has the number one overall pick with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, which is going to play a big part not only in this fake draft that we're about to do right now, but even Thursday night. Uh, I can't wait to see what the Cardinals do with that first overall pick. So, uh, you do the math. We each have eight teams. And we will go through order. So, the order is Joe Romano with the Arizona Cardinals. Adam Johns is the second pick with the 49ers. Kevin Fishbane representing the Jets at number three. Then I have Mike Mayock and the Raiders at number four. And then we just keep going in that order, getting through all of these teams. Does it make sense to everyone? I think I got it. Okay, good. Joe Romano, you are on the clock with the Arizona Cardinals. All this kicker talk, I've, I feel like I missed a position while I was doing my homework here. Uh, yeah, so Kickers are people in positions too, Joe. <laughs> uh, Cardinals have been in the news recently. A lot of people are guessing at what they're going to be doing. Obviously, the court, the coach loves Kyler Murray, and you know I'm not sure that there's going to be a way to avoid that being a story through Thursday night. Um, but with a quarterback on the roster and trades, I, I know we've talked about in years past about doing trades. I just feel a lot more comfortable just taking the best player on the board. And with a division rival right behind me, I'm going to take a pass rusher. I'm going to take uh, the other Bosa out of Ohio State and um, make sure that Chandler Jones and Bosa are doing business for the Cardinals. So a curveball. 
Wow. Nick Bosa instead of Kyler Murray coming off the board first. All right. Well, that's certainly going to change things up. We move on to number two. Actually, my feet are very ticklish. Set me up here for failure, huh? Like usual. I'm very good at this. Very good at this. Are you? Well, now that I'm John Lynch and I'm fresh off a fleecing of Ryan Pace for a fifth-round pick for Robbie Gold, I am a little bit nervous. I thought Kyler Murray was going to go number one. I wanted Nick Bosa. So I'm going to have to settle for the second-best pass rusher in this league. I'm going to pass on a very good defensive lineman and go with Josh Allen. Wow. The edge man from Kentucky. The edge man. (laughs) The edge man. (laughs) Should be his nickname. Uh, You got a good look at... At uh, at Josh Allen when he played Northwestern, yes, um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, good bend around the edge, quick twitch, mm-hmm. could get off. Yeah, quick twitch. Cats won that game though. Quick twitch. Go cats. Yeah. All right. So, uh, well, this is off to quite the start. Honestly, if you're if you're Mike McCagnan, you, you're you're sprinting to the podium right here because Quinn Williams is still on the board, and I think you know people have said. That he's the best player in the draft, and you put him right on your D line with Leonard Williams, and uh, yeah, so Jets uh, number three pick. The Jets select Quinnen Williams, defensive tackle, Alabama. Wow. Okay, Quinnen Williams off the board. So three defensive players, no quarterbacks off the board, and we go to the Oakland Raiders. That question don't make no sense. Mike Mayock. Still weird that he's a GM. John Gruden. There's been some whispers about John Gruden coveting Kyler Murray at this spot. Um, however, Kyler Murray is not my number one quarterback, which you could read my quarterback rankings at WGNRadio.com slash Bears. I kind of like the idea of going after a quarterback here, I have to say. And uh, very, very tempting to do so. However... I'm still a fan of Derek Carr enough. I think this team has has uh, bigger needs. I probably would have liked Nick Bosa or Josh Allen had they fallen here to number four. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of Rashawn Gary either. So Who? letting my fellow GMs out there understand that, uh, tipping it off a little bit. There's a linebacker by the name of Devin White who I think is really, really good. I'm going to stick with defense here and take Devin White out of LSU. This thing is messed up already. Hey, what, what, what we call Mitch? Pretty boy what? Pretty boy Mitch. Pretty boy. Pretty boy assassin. That's his new nickname. That's what we call him, you know. Yeah, we miss those guys. <laughs> With the fifth pick, I was thinking that both Devin, uh, both linebackers named Devin would be available here. Um, I think they both uh, bring a lot to the table. Devin Bush and Devin White, that, those are the guys I'm talking about. Um Linebacker is definitely a spot that the Buccaneers could upgrade at. Uh, they could use a running back, but that's obviously that's too early to do that. Safety, too early to do that. And a lot of the edge rushers are already gone. So I am going to make Devin Bush the fifth pick in the draft Wow, uh, out of the University of Michigan. Mm. Joe picking a Michigan guy. I heard um, Lewis Riddick call Devin Bush maybe the best player in the draft. Wow. yeah, He's pretty good. He yep, is pretty good. He is. And Lewis uh, is quick, pretty smart. So, Quick note on the Bucks here. Obviously, I didn't have this pick. If I'm the Bucks and Dwayne Haskins is still on the board, I would 
seriously consider taking him. At this point, we know what Jameis Winston is. I think Dwayne Haskins better than Jameis Winston, will be better than Jameis Winston. And new head coach there, I'm just saying, don't rule that out. Bruce Arians, and that's I'd like to see Bruce Arians paired with Dwayne Haskins. Anyway, number six. You know, I'm not an office coordinator. I'm not a defense coordinator. I'm not a special teams coordinator, but I coordinate all three. Speaking of Dwayne Haskins, mm-hmm. look, if you're the Giants, obviously quarterback is in need. Dwayne Haskins said at the combine he would not mind sitting behind a veteran. If it's down between Haskins and Murray, Murray is still available here and number six. Give me the guy with the size. I, I know the athlete can be tantalizing, but there are so many risks that come with that. The offense that Kyler Murray succeeded in is different. I know Haskins has to prove himself at a pro level, too. I, I get all that. But give me the guy who's 6'3", not 5'8.5", or whatever Kyler Murray was at the combine. Give me the bigger guy. Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Giants. To New York. I like that pick a lot. I do. Thanks. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. All right. And uh, we move on to number seven. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think, you know, you know, well done. It'd be well said. <laughs> I could have said it better myself, Foxy. <laughs> so I'm the Jaguars here at number seven. And <sighs> I kind of want to take Kyler Murray, but um, they do have Nick Foles. And think about what you just said. Be, but they... <sighs> You don't you don't give him that kind of money and and then draft a quarterback. I, well, well, the Bears. I would. know, but the yeah. <laughs> so I've seen some mock drafts going tackle here. The Jaguars need tackle, and Nick Foles doesn't move very well. Um, but I'm actually not going to do that. I see uh, young Ed Oliver still on the board, mm-hmm. and I like that guy a lot. And I am going to send Ed Oliver to the Jacksonville Jaguars at number seven. It's a very Jacksonville-like pick. Uh, I don't like that one as much. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm trying to draft like Jacksonville here. Did you know? You did that, a good job, Kevin. Did you know that your mock draft would be mocked openly during our mock draft roundtable by the ultimate mocker at Hello, everyone. This is Al Riveron. Yeah, uh, that's how this works. That's why we do this. Uh, okay, Detroit Lions are on the clock. I have this pick, Kyler Murray. Let me just say. I think the Lions are a little bit of a sleeper for a quarterback in this draft. I was talking to our Detroit Lions writer at The Athletic, and I said to him, I go, Chris Burke, I want for you for the Lions to draft a quarterback because the Lions, to me, are a very boring team. <laughs> they just, they, like, there's just no, there's no star power there. They've had the same quarterback for a long time, and he's fine. Matthew Stafford's fine. We know what he is. He's a, he's a good quarterback, but he's not going to take you where you need to go. I want the Lions to draft a quarterback early. Ooh. I want them to. As just like a, a NFC North observer, it'd just be more fun. Not that you should take him. but Yeah, no, I... I, I, just, I just need to throw that rant out you there. You know what's like a real-life awkward part, though, about the, the, the Lions? And there's, well, there's been some reports out there about them trying to trade Stafford in recent last couple seasons, which is why... Um, you know, you kind of wonder if Kyler Murray's on the board. You make a a pick like that. I, I, my guess is a football team wouldn't really care about this too much, but like it's really awkward that his wife is sick and just had brain surgery. Matthew Stafford, I'm talking about. Like it'd be kind of cruel to just 
throwing it, you know, basically take his job away. Because look, if you draft Kyler Murray, you're playing Kyler Murray. It, it's you know, we just lived through that here in Chicago a couple years ago. You don't, you can say as much as you want about how you're not going to play him, and every team says that. Then they'll all end up playing. So it's just being a fascinating situation. Uh, I am not going to pick Kyler Murray here though for the Detroit Lions. Um, they need a tight end. And there is a tight end by the name of TJ Hawkinson from Iowa that I think is going to be a really, really, really good football player in the NFL for a really long time. And I love that pick right here to the Detroit Lions at number eight overall. TJ Hawkinson going to Detroit. Kevin, Adam's got a thing for tight ends. <laughs> we want to... <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> hey Who are you talking about? Let it, let it just hang. We once did a mock draft when the Bears had the number three overall pick. We said on this podcast, sitting in that seat right there, <laughs> that the Bears should take O.J. Howard. He loves tight ends. O.J. Howard's good. I don't know if O.J. Howard. Listen, I'm a big tight end guy, too. Are we all? T.J. Hawkinson's good. Everyone says he's going to be a good player. Where, where would, if you did a 2010 redraft, wouldn't Gronk be like, Number one overall. Yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe you should like tight ends more than you do currently. Okay, okay. That's why we have Adam on the sidelines. He knows everything that's going on. He nailed that one. Exactly. Exactly. All right, the Bills. Back on the clock. All right, so the Bills, the pr- probably the most exciting thing about them is their obnoxious fans. So <laughs> I would like to, you know, get a flashy position, get a wide receiver, get a corner, um, but they need help along the offensive line. So I think uh, I will take the Alabama offensive lineman, Jonah Williams, who I've read can play guard, can play tackle, which usually scares me off, but he's still the best offensive lineman on the board, according to a lot of experts. So I'll take Jonah Williams out of Alabama. All right. Alabama off the board. So take that and think about that for a little bit. We move on. Number 10, representing Vic Fangio and John Elway. Yeah, quite yeah. the duo. Absolutely, Adam Johns. A lot of pressure. Here. I'm ready. Yeah, Adam, Adam actually just went into another room, changed into a gray sweatshirt and gray sweatpants to really get into the the mode here. I did. Yeah, I did. I'm ready. I can't replicate the Fangio. Did you give McCaskey his tie back? Oh, ooh, no. You should. No, just no. saying. It's right. keepsake. Anyway, Kyler Murray's still available, huh? How about that? Kyler Murray is about a foot too short to be a John Elway quarterback. I think so. He? At least. You think so? I mean, he went for the, the, the seven-foot giant, Paxton Lynch. That didn't fare well. Yeah, Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. Joe uh, Flacco. Joe Flacco. Like Tim Tebow won in Denver once. Trevor Simeon, 6'3". Mm-hmm. You think he passes? Kyler? I'm actually Vic Fangio here. I don't know what to do. Is he taller than Vic Fangio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that, that should be like the cutoff. If you're shorter than Vic... We're not trying. I'm going to pick Kyler Murray here. Wow. Only because just I can't see a situation where he lasts this long to number 10. Right? So just to get this mock draft back on track. Thanks a lot, Joe. Dang, dude. <laughs> I, I Look, would the Broncos pass on him? Yeah, probably. Do they need a quarterback? Yes. Do they just sign Joe Flacco or trade for him? Whatever happened there, I forget. Yes, but been a long-standing problem, and I don't see a situation where Kyler Murray lasts past 10. Yeah, and, and, and he, two, no, to your point, though, Johns, I, I think if Haskins is here, 
I can't see them passing on Haskins, or, I, or at least yeah. think they really should take him. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the with this, but I could also see them going for Drew Locke here because that seems to be more of a John Elway type quarterback. Uh, I don't like Locke as much, but I could see that happening. Um, look, chances are Kyler Murray's gone by now. I, I and, and probably Haskins too. I mean, the thing is, is we don't simulate trades in this, but if 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 he, Kyler Murray's still there at number nine. Someone try to leapfrog the Broncos yeah, no, it's, and, and try yeah. to make sure they get their guy. You know, that's probably in play here. And we talk about it all the time. There's two drafts. There's one for quarterbacks. There's one for everybody else. Yeah, and then there's this mock draft, and then there's every other real draft. Well, this is the best one. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're like spot on. But give me Kyler Murray. Obviously, quarterback is a need for the Broncos. Has been. Maybe John Elway, who only has, like, what? This is the last year in his deal or mm-hmm. something like that, right? Goes out with the, with the risk here. Uh, and honestly, you could argue that would buy him some time. Yes, that yes. would buy him some time, and uh, I would be looking forward to that week two game in Denver even more than I already am. Yep. All right, book it, Kyler Murray. Bears, Kyler Murray, week two. We move on, and that is a clean pick by Kurt Fuller, representing the Cincinnati Bengals. Kevin Fishbane. All right. So if if Kyler Murray was still on the board. I think that the the Bengals are kind of back to the drawing board. They were hoping that he would still be there. I kind of like the idea of the Bengals going for a quarterback. Um, but, man, there's a lot of holes. New coach and Zach Taylor there? New coach. Yeah, go get your guy. So Haskins is gone. Kyler Murray's gone. Are they a Drew Locke team? Are they a Daniel Jones team? Are they a Clayton Thorson team? I mean, these are things you got to figure out in that draft room. Um <sighs> But if I'm going to do this, what I think Cincinnati is going to do, I'm going to say, okay, boring team, right? <laughs> They're going to make a boring pick. So let's go offensive tackle Jawan Taylor out of Florida. Out of Florida. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. I agree. Kind of. Uh, and same last name as the new head coach. So uh, Then it's for sure happening. No question about it. All right. We move on. Oh, and LeFleur. Let's bring your bib, because it's going to get messy. <laughs> Matt LaFleur, Green Bay Packers, picking number 12 overall. And interesting situation here. Um, there is... I, I, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I could almost see them going for a quarterback, too, at some point. Maybe with that second first-round pick they have. I don't know if they would do it this early. Uh, but because that's always been part of what the Packers do, I know there's been turnover there, but they've done that in the past. Here's what I like, though: um, either going edge or wide receiver, either getting Aaron Rodgers another weapon, or you know Clay Matthews has moved on. They could probably use another edge rusher on that defense, and I really like Montez Sweat out of Mississippi State. He's still there. Uh, he's available. I think that that would be you know a pretty Good pairing. Now, I, they did just spend a lot of money with their edge rushers in free agency, so maybe th- they wouldn't do that, but I would uh, just keep lo- loading on pass rushers because they need help on that defense. So, number 12 overall, I'm going Montez Sweat. Let me ask you a quick Packers question. Um, I don't want to go too off on a tangent here, but with what Rodgers went through when he was drafted and the, way fa- the whole Favre thing, do you think... 
how do you think he would handle it if the Packers took a quarterback, not necessarily this year, mm-hmm. but in the next couple of years in the first round? Because like, if you if it wasn't for the Favre thing, I would think he would not be great about it because you know maybe he thinks his organization is well, obviously there, there have been some issues within the organization, but. After everything, he with the whole Favre situation, I feel like he would be, of all people, would be understanding and helpful to a guy and understand what his team's trying to do. It's a lot different, though, when you're on the other end. Yeah. There's just something, I, I think, I mean, they, as you said, that's a team, it's the Ron Wolf theory, right? Started in Green Bay. Yeah. No, I mean, and they brought in younger quarterbacks behind him before. Uh, but first round is a completely different animal. I mean, you're, that's why I don't know that it, they would do that with this pick here. Um but speaking of teams that need a quarterback, we move on to number 13. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. Yeah, and that's, again, the Dolphins are a team that could definitely use a, a, a passer here. And I'm just not in love with any of them. None of them really stand out above the rest. So I, I feel like I'd be almost you know taking a guess. I like Drew Locke a little bit. I like Will Greer a little bit. But nobody more than anybody else. Um, but I feel like that's the position that they're going to take. So, um, Fun fact, in my quarterback rankings, I said I would draft Will Greer in the sixth round. Oh, wow. You were that far down, huh? Don't like him. So you don't like him here at number 13 overall? <laughs> um, yeah, then I will take, uh, I'll take, I'll take Jones out of Duke. Daniel Jones, all right. Yeah. I do have a second-round grade on Daniel yeah. Jones. I, I mean, I don't love the pick. I think if they can trade back, they might. You know, But after Murray and Haskins, I just none of these guys are any good, or at least worth a first-round pick. You know what I mean? That's kind of where I am, too. But I could see Daniel Jones going in the first round, so uh, that would not completely surprise me as uh, we move on. I guess I am a communist. That's right. Whoa, whoa. You're on the clock there. Okay, okay. Got to put my Thomas Dimitrioff hat on here for the Falcons. It's more like Thomas Dimitrioff hair. Yes. Does he have yes. better hair than Ryan Pace? Better hair than you? I don't know. That's a good question. What do you think of his hair? Probably not. I keep stepping in your court, Gav. I'm sorry. What does Ryan Pace's hair? Hey-o. What does Ryan Pace's hair look like before he does whatever he does? Like straight out of a shower. It's probably wet and uh, and. You know, matted down because that's. But like, is it long enough where it's like covering his eyes? It's just like all over the place. This is what I was thinking about about halfway through the pre-draft press conference today, because you just get lost in that hair. I can't remember speaking of this if we if we went over this on the podcast or not, but I did prove that. Yeah, get this, Adam, or get this, Kev. Get ready for this. I had my current haircut. Before Ryan Pace was ever in Chicago. So what Adam is yeah, I, I, I essentially heard claiming is that Ryan Pace, once upon meeting Adam Hogue, said to himself, I like his hair. I'm going to grow it out like Adam Hogue. No, that's not at all what I'm saying. Yeah, and the Ducks would have beaten the Hawks without Adam Banks. I mean, come on. Yes. What All I'm doing is you were accusing me of copying Ryan Pace's hair, to which I went into my phone and found this photo of me holding my... Then, just a few month year old son. Are we sure Pace did not have his hair like that at the time? And the date on that is December 23rd, 2014, 
about a month before Ryan Pace was hired okay. here in Chicago. Whether or not Ryan Pace had that haircut at the time, which I'm guessing he probably did, I'm also probably going to say I didn't even know who Ryan Pace was on December 23rd <laughs> until it came out a couple weeks later that they were interviewing him for the general manager job. Okay. Back to Thomas Dimitrioff's hair. Just change Mr. the subject because I proved you wrong. Mr. Hogue. No, no. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. We need all sorts of defensive help. This is a great year for pass rushers. I believe Brian Burns, the edge rusher from Florida State, is still available. He is. He is coming to Atlanta. I drafted him. Welcome Hello. to w- Atlanta. There you go. I got you. I got you. Uh, by the way, Rashawn Gary, your guy, Joe Romano, still available. And has a labrum problem, according to reports. Was that today or yesterday? I'm losing track of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is now out there. You know, my problem, just real quick, since I just mentioned Gary, like it, when I compare Sean Gary to Chase Winovich, uh, both edge rushers on the same uh, Michigan team, both good pass rushers, like when they played Northwestern this year, Kev, I know you saw that game, I thought Winovich was such a better player. Now, Gary got hurt in that game, but I'm, it's still, like, that's what I'm struggling with as Gary gets talked about as a potential top 10 pick. And I'm like, I would really like to get Winovich in the second round. Yeah, I thought Winovich, yeah, I agree. I only watched the first half of that game. I don't know what happened after halftime, but... Uh, we don't have to talk about I it. could tell you. The uh, the interesting <laughs> thing about the about Rashawn Gary as a prospect is, obviously, he came in number one... Um, high school player in the nation and you know playing for Jimmy Harbaugh and Don Brown he's really been more of like the anchor position setting the edge rather than getting after the quarterback and that doesn't mean that he shouldn't have stats he he definitely should have had better stats than he did but i just feel like and this is going to sound like an excuse but he he was blocked more he got double and triple teamed and Winovich was able to come off the other side and make plays um I don't think that Rashawn Gary is a guy that's going to be a perennial Pro Bowler, but I definitely think he's worth, you know, if if healthy, he he definitely would have been worth taking in the top fifteen picks. Yeah. All right. Well, so. well, so, well I think he, I think he's. Uh, I think to me, he screams possible bust and maybe falling on Thursday. It'll be interesting. So anyway, Brian Burns, edge rusher, goes to Atlanta as we move on to Washington. Uh, you love the interception questions like I was counting you for that. Man, it's like three in a row. Uh, Washington <laughs> needs a quarterback. They do. It, 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 right now, it's going to be Mitch Trubisky versus Colt McCoy. Don't uh, they have Case Keenum? Oh, yeah, they got Case Keenum. Oh, my God, Case Keenum. Like I said, Washington needs a quarterback. And so, I guess, so Dan Snyder's son went to high school with Dwayne Haskins. So there was some talk if Haskins was there. Mm-hmm. You know, you could see them being the type of franchise to take Kyler Murray. Does Drew Locke, is that going to sell a lot of jerseys for you? I think at this point, looking at the board, I don't think they would take Drew Locke here. And they'd stick with Keenum, but they'd get Keenum some help. So let's go with DK Metcalf, wide receiver, Ole Miss. It's a good player. I like it. I like it. Well, we have three quarterbacks off the board already. I guess Drew Locke is uh, still available. So this brings us to our conversation we were having about the Carolina Panthers last week. This is where they reach for Clayton Thorson, number 16. Why not? No, I'm not going to. You want to win the Super Bowl, right? I'm, 
I'm not gonna do that. But um, it would be interesting to see. I, I I view Carolina as a sleeper team to trade up for a quarterback. But the way we've done this, those guys are all off the board right now. So where would they turn next? Um, and I, I, you know, they could use an edge rusher. Most of those. So would they go for Rashawn Gary here? Personally, I don't know how they feel. I know how I feel about him in that situation. Um, but maybe some offensive line help is where I'm, I'm thinking right now. And I really like Cody Ford out of Oklahoma. He just looks like uh, – sort of reminds me of Cody Whitehair and that I just feel very, very confident that he's going to start right away and be pretty damn solid. You can always trust the Cody. Always – oh, I didn't even think about they had the same name. Um, Synergy. Synergy. That's the word. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's where I'm going to go here. Cody Ford from Oklahoma, number 16 overall to the Carolina Panthers. Mitch, do you have me? Mitch! So, uh, Giants are on the board, 17th overall. This is the pick that they got for Odell Beckham Jr. I'm thanking the heavens that Metcalf is gone because I think picking a wide receiver with the you know the selection that they got for Odell would be a mistake on the Giants' part. Um, but I'm also a little upset that Hogue just stole the offensive lineman that I wanted to take. <laughs> so I'm going to go with, jeez, um, I think an offensive lineman probably would be good here. You guys want to fill some time while I look through the best offensive lineman? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I can give Andre you Andre Dillard yeah, Andre on the board. Dillard from Washington State is still there. Uh, if you want to go interior, I really like Garrett Bradbury out of North Carolina State. Ranked 17th overall by the Athletics Dane Brugler. My dude. Dillard is ninth. Yeah, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Dillard. I'll go with the best offensive lineman uh, ranked by the Athletics, uh, you know, draft insider. I like, uh, you know, obviously Hogar uh, Johns took Dwayne Haskins, so you got to protect the quarterback. And like I said, I don't think it's a good idea to take a wide, res- wide receiver with the Odell Beckham pick. So Dillard, it is. All right. We keep it moving. Uh oh, Bear Raid Siren. I should have saved that for the uh, Raiders pick at number 24. Just play it again. Okay. We got time. We got time. Kirk Cousins knows that sound. You can't draft Kirk Cousins. I can't. Kirk Cousins does know that sound. Can I give him... You can draft Kurt Cousins, maybe. Kurt, 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 Kurt Cousins, Kirk. Kirk Cousins. Anyway, the Vikings got offensive line problems. We know the Bears can get after the passer. We know the Green Bay Packers spent a lot of money on some mid-tier, maybe blossoming pass rushers for themselves. They need help on the offensive line. You know Tom Compton started for them? Yes. You guys remember Tom Compton? Nice I believe, guy. I believe he signed with the Jets. Good for him. Somebody, he signed somewhere. But he started for a team that had playoff potential. Okay. They need help on the offensive line. Everybody knows that. You said Garrett Bradbury still available there, Kevin? Let's continue this run on offensive linemen. The Minnesota Vikings take Garrett Bradbury. It is a run. That's three picks in a row. Offensive line. Two offensive line. NC State. All right. Garrett Bradbury off the board. Titans are up. Mitch, do you have me? Okay, good, good. Um, Tennessee Titans up, uh, 19th pick in the draft. Uh, They're going to go interior defensive line. Give me Christian Wilkins, Clemson. Fair enough. That's a good player, too. Ranked uh, number eight overall by Dane Brugler. They have the athletic. Steal. Subscribe at theathletic.com slash welcome, Adam. 
Thank you. Going to get a lot of those plugs in now. Okay. Welcome, Adam. We won this game tonight. Adam Hall will be rhetorically dancing in the, with his verbiage. Two outs. Here's Luke Voigt pinch batting. <laughs> Have you heard that one yet, Kev? He no. Played, how, he, how does one do that? He plays that like at least once per episode. Rhetorically dancing with his verbiage. Can you show me? I'm doing it right now. It's good radio. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Number 20. They need a wide receiver, right? You know, they traded one. That could be an option here. Um, so, I really like Nikhil Harry. Because it would probably be coming down to him and Marquise Brown here, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, Nikhil Harry. Guy makes his highlights at Arizona State were outstanding. Guy just makes plays. Um, might have a little flash to him, too. Might be replacing one guy with another from that regard, but uh, I like Harry here to uh, add, sort of replace the Antonio Brown situation going to the Steelers at number 20. Uh, let's keep it moving. Seattle Seahawks now. Uh, where are we at? Number 21. Uh, I try not to be me in this setting. <laughs> so the Seahawks have, um, have this pick and... Not a whole lot more. So I think this is definitely a spot where the Seahawks might be looking to trade down uh, just to get a couple extra picks. Oh, wait, I have a question. The Seahawks got a... F- Did they get the Chiefs' first rounder today in that Frank Clark pick? Yes. So, so Joe... This is the Chiefs. Oh, well, okay. no. Right? No. No. The Seattle got the pick. So they got the Chiefs' yes, 29th sorry. pick. So, so uh, the Seattle 29th got- pick is now Seattle. So Seattle is okay, 21-29. So so they will have, and you will have both of those picks, Joe. Look at that! All right, this is working out great. Um, <laughs> okay, so I will take a, a defensive lineman Jeffrey Simmons out of Mississippi State, ranked number eighteen by uh, the dude over at the Athletic. Um, they the could dude over. At the you know they. Uh, they obviously you trade trade Frank Clark, so maybe it's not the best idea to go defensive line, but you know they could use some help there, and that was really more of a contract situation than a need situation. Um, I also look like look at uh, wide receiver being a potential spot, but uh, again, Hogue took my guy Harry, so um, so yeah, I'll I take uh, I'll take Simmons out of Mississippi State. All right, so Simmons goes to Seattle at number twenty one. And now it's on to Baltimore. So this is my first time ever doing this. So, yeah, don't give me too hard of a time. Is that Mitch Unrein? Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. How did he do last year? Did he have problems? Yeah, he had, he had real concussion issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he got cut eventually. Did he? Holy Moses. Moving on. Glad I asked. What do you guys think of Lamar Jackson? You can't draft him. Well, I have him. Oh, you're Baltimore. I'm Baltimore. <laughs> so asking for a friend. I, I don't mind him. What do you guys think about my quarterback that I don't really like? <laughs> yeah. He's fine. He's exciting. I think he's got limitations as a quarterback. Yes, 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 yes. Exciting player. He needs help. Does he not? Has there been a wide receiver drafted yet? No. Yeah, Nikhil Harry. Thanks for listening. Yeah, but doing some draft research. And DK Metcalf. Come on, for real? Yeah, two wide receivers. (laughs) Again, thanks for listening. I've been buried in my draft prep here. Okay. You're supposed to do the prep before the podcast starts. We've had a lot going on. In case you haven't heard about it, scrap at the athletic. Backlash. 
Welcome back. Speaking of Mitch Unrine, is this your first time doing this? No, every year I have this problem. Okay. It's hard. This, this chair is hard. It, uh, that I'm sitting in is not exactly noteworthy taking. I'm sure Kevin would switch with you. His chair is not as comfortable as yours. It's true. As you complain about the Hogue studio. Marquise Brown's still on the board if you're looking for a wide receiver. Yes, I am. So why don't you take him from Oklahoma? Okay, I am. I am. I was going to take DK Metcalf. Well, he got Give me the guy from Oklahoma, Marquise Brown. It's the old philosophy. If you're going to invest in a quarterback, you got to invest around him. Thought about taking Josh Jacobs, the running back, Alabama. I think the Ravens are smart enough to know that good, good value and good talent later on. They're one of the best drafting teams in the league. Plus, they just signed Mark Ingram. So give me a receiver. There we go. Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown, Oklahoma. Off the board. And we go on to Houston. Siesta. The Texans don't need a quarterback. They definitely don't. But they could use a cornerback, which is why they will be taking Greedy (laughs) Williams out of LSU. He's greedy. That's such a great name for a corner. I read somewhere, might have been Peter King, that Greedy Williams like hasn't done any visits because every all the teams already know everything they need to know about him. Why? Like they they just they, the the reading of it is that it's just he's just a safe pick. But it's weird to think of like a guy going that late that they don't need that these but these teams I guess don't need to research him. Might was it Greedy Williams I read that about? I'm just going to assume it was. Hmm. It's good journalism. It's great journalism, personally. Uh, well, anyway, I like the name. Is he the first corner off the board in this draft? It is. So. Yes, he is. Yeah, that wow. was the first one. Not a, not a great corner draft. No Denzel Wards this year. It is not a great corner draft. Uh, for the second time, I will be picking for the Oakland Raiders. What was you know kind of unusual about Brian was he kind of played like a monster man in New Mexico. Wait, is this the Mac pick? This is the Mac pick. That that is uh, that is accurate. So this is where in the Tell Bears me to pay attention. In the Bears draft room, they will be playing Khalil Mack highlights here. Hope they don't turn on the Dolphins game. Man, he's just bringing fire today. <laughs> or the Patriots game, for that matter. He was hurt against the Patriots. I know, and he got hurt against the Dolphins. He had one leg. Give him, br- give him a break. Man, I had did I tell you guys that I'm going go a quick tangent. I uh, I pointed out Kyle Fuller's like stats for the year, um, and someone tried to th- tell me that the only reason he did so well was because of Khalil Mack. And I pointed out that he had interceptions against the Patriots and the Dolphins when Khalil Mack was not really playing, and uh, that was a reminder that it's not always good to engage. Oh yeah, because I thought that would just end it, but. He kept going? Yeah. Uh, so I believe I was quoted on this very podcast today of saying that uh, between Rashawn Gary and Chase Winovich, I would rather have Chase Winovich. So uh, maybe this some will view this as a reach, but the Raiders need edge help. I am passing on Gary and uh, bringing in the guy with the long blonde hair, Chase Winovich. Sometimes it's orange. Sometimes it's orange. Yep. Sometimes it's orange. Just thought you should know. Sometimes it rains. <laughs> well, he's going to have to dye it black. Joe got that. To be in on the Raiders, right? The black hole. Uh, so there it is. Chase Winovich with the Bears pick via the Chicago Bears. 
goes to the Oakland Raiders instead. I think I'd rather have Khalil Mack. I'm just saying. We move on to the team that knocked the Bears out of the playoffs, and it is the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, let's continue this love fest. They were lucky, by the way, just saying. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go corner here. I'm going to take Byron Murphy out of Washington. Uh, secondary in Philadelphia isn't great. They, you know, they can get after the quarterback a little bit, but clearly they need some help back there. Um, so I'm going to take the best corner on the board with Byron Murphy. All right, fair enough. Indianapolis Colts at 26. Philosophy is, is a kill philosophy. Keep it likable and learnable. So that's an acronym for not... You, you know what I'm talking about. Keep it likable and learnable. Chuck Pagano's former team. Can you play some Brock Oliva for me too, please? We're going to be simple. We're going to play fast. We're going to play hard. We're going to kill it, okay? This is a great acronym, you guys, right? Kill it. Keep it likable and learnable. We use the word Oski. DeAndre Baker, quarterback, Georgia. When did you hear about DeAndre Baker? A week ago. Okay. <laughs> While you were at Disney World? Yes. Okay. Splash Mountain. He was on Splash Mountain with you. Cornerback out of Georgia. 26 to the Indianapolis Colts. And the Raiders again with their third pick. Hogue, you should just do this instead of the other two. I know. Do your research. Should have played that for Johns. Do your research. So, third pick here. Who would I have on my list for? I did some research for this. I, I, I have a rate of a Raiders draft board that I'm looking at here. Murphy's gone. Baker's gone. Justin draft board here. And I've already used two picks on defense in the first round, if that matters to you. How about this? How about this? How about Josh Jacobs? Running back, Alabama, to the Raiders. I don't hate it. Good, because I just did it. <laughs> okay, it's done. Josh Jacobs. He's a good player. He's going to the Raiders at the, number 27. They're going to love him. Why? Because I picked him. Okay, fair enough. I'd like to see him get his hands on more balls. Number 28, the Los Angeles Chargers, who I keep forgetting are in Los Angeles. They have the least amount of fans in the league, the Chargers. We're waiting for one to speak up. That's good. Uh, does anyone care about the Chargers? I, I, maybe we should just. Go. It's sad. They, people, the Chargers are a good team. They're a fun team to watch. They are good. I like watching Philip Rivers. That dude. That dude should be in the Hall of Fame. Hot take. I don't think that's a hot take. I think he will no? be in the Hall of Fame. He probably should. Of dads, be. the dad Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I need an interior defensive lineman here for the Chargers. Probably comes down to Jerry Tillery from Notre Dame or Dexter Lawrence from Clemson. I like Tillery. I'm always biased to guys I've seen in person. Jerry Tillery, Notre Dame, number 28 to the Chargers. And now this is the pick that has been updated to the Seattle Seahawks. It was Kansas City Chiefs just a couple hours ago, but they traded for Frank Clark, sent this pick to Seattle. It is Joe Romano here making the uh, 29th overall pick for the Seattle Seahawks. This package just continues to grow and grow, Joe. All right, so uh, Earl Thomas is gone, or uh, you know, and Cam Chancellor has been gone. So I think they need help in the back half in the secondary. I'm going to take a guy that I have not seen even one highlight of, Nasir Adderley out of Delaware. <laughs> 
Not one single highlight, but uh, the film. He's... you were watching Blue Hens football last year, Joe. <laughs> In the honor of Matt Nagy, going from Delaware. And I like their helmets. I don't even know what their helmets look like. They look like Michigan helmets. Oh, oh, that's right. They do. They're just a different color. Aren't they copycats? Yeah, they are. Michigan or, clearly or had the Michigan original. Michigan copy Delaware. No way, man. No chance. Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. All right. Cram it up your cram hole on the floor. This is your pick. I'm going to ask you about tight ends. Okay. Well, Kevin's looking at me. No offense on the board. I think this yes. Is, I think we're. I think this is going to be. I don't know. Is this the first time the two tight ends were the same school? Or? I think so. Yeah. First of all, how often do you get two tight ends from the same school drafted in the same year, let alone the first round? They actually uh, they talked about this on the Dan Patrick show today. I think uh, they said there was like thirty or forty years ago, two tight ends from Washington went in the second and the fifth. Really? Yeah. Like that was like as far as I could find. It's crazy. I would guess that Aaron Hernandez and an Aaron Hernandez teammate. I feel like there were two from Florida that went, but maybe it was two. But within the first round, which is going to happen now because the Green Bay Packers and Matt LaFleur take Noah Fant. Aaron Rodgers with the tight end. He likes his tight end too. strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. All right. I watched a few Iowa games. I did not notice two first-round tight ends. Isn't that crazy? But if you watch them, I see, I, I I agree with you, Joe. Like, when you watched Iowa last year, you were not like, oh, you're getting killed by the tight ends right now. I mean, they were good. You had to account for them. But it, it's not like – like, I remember the specifically the Iowa game last year, Northwestern at Iowa. Uh, great day for the Wildcats winning the Big Ten West. But both of those guys – it was like, yeah, they are. Those guys look like NFL tight ends. Well, how much is it? But the, they weren't like killing you defensively. Well, how much is it? The system, the play calls, the quarterback, all that plays into yeah into the situation here. I mean, I look at them both, and I think they are, especially Hawkinson, first round tight end. I like them both, but it is fascinating they come from the same exact school. Uh, Thirty-one, Kevin Fishbane, Los Angeles Rams, on the clock. Garrett Bradbury. Taken. He gone. Is already off the board. Yes. You guys didn't let me finish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did that last the... year, Kevin. It's all right. It, winners adjust. We'll, we'll be fine. He all went good. to the Vikings. He went to the Vikings. I have it right here in my notes. Bradbury to the Vikings a long time ago. Um, so with the Rams on the board, and you think about their needs and, and the guys that are still available for them, as you can see, I'm stalling a little bit to pull my notes back up. Cause, sure. Um, you know, you guys just kind of went out and just interrupted me when I you're mentioned right. Bradbury. I should let you talk. You, I, you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Is this the last time we're going to be on the podcast? Talk it out. So the Rams do need some help interior offensive line. They could use help at corner. They could use another quarterback. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so let's look at... I have in my... <laughs> this is I have in my notes Jenkins, and I don't know which Jenkins I'm, I'm referring to. You don't know which... Is there a Jenkins? At which position? Hold on. I got it up here. Hold on a second. This is great radio. Elton Jenkins from Mississippi State? That doesn't sound right. Otherwise, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Let's go, uh, let's, let's go with uh, the, the uh, Dexter Lawrence. He's still on the board, right? 
Dexter Lawrence is still on the board. Yeah, let's go Dexter Lawrence, he Clemson. Out of Clemson, yeah. he goes to the Rams. Whew, that was stressful. <laughs> great, great pick. All right, and that brings us all the way around to number 32, finally. You know, we're trying to expand his package. Has he struggled with expanding his package? Not Bill Belichick. Looking at me? Maybe Robert Kraft. But, I don't know. Hey. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Somebody. All right, let's continue this love fest. All right. Patriots. I kind of think that they might grab Daniel Jones. Now, I know Daniel Jones has already been picked, but, like, in real life, if he's still available there, I could see that happening. The Patriots there uh, at that spot. But, uh... And then trade him when he's Brady's backup in five years. Yeah, exactly. When when Brady's still not yep. leaving the league, they need they need edge help. I know wide receiver. Hmm. This is also a classic spot for other teams to trade back in and right. get that quarterback with the extra year. You know, Patriots love. You know, to to get extra ammunition, so I I wouldn't be shocked at all if New England wasn't even picking here. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. Uh, you know, I really like Justin Lane, cornerback out of Michigan State. So I'm gonna go with a guy that I like here in this spot. Um, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna change my mind. Different Big Ten guy, Paris Campbell, who's just fast and makes plays with the football. He seems like a, somebody they could plug in, in in New England and, and turn into an immediate weapon for uh, for the Patriots. So Paris Campbell from Ohio State here. Never heard of 32. him. Yeah. Well done. You must not have watched the Michigan game then. Yeah, maybe Michigan. I didn't. Ohio State? Shut it. All right, so I, I want to go back to um, one pick you that you made. You can't change your picks. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, not to change a pick. I just want to talk about Nikhil Harry. I think he, he's yeah. he's my favorite wide receiver in the draft. And I, obviously, I'm not a scout. I couldn't tell. I'm, I'm sure you guys couldn't tell from the uh, from the draft here. Um, but he kind of has that Randy Moss look about him, where he's like you know super skinny and lanky and can just run the nine route. Um, Adam, you have him obviously as a first round talent, but oh, I've yeah. seen other guys kind of like he's further down the board. Is he is he worth taking early? I mean, that's why I took him at number twenty. Um, I mean, he's physical. He's big, six three, two sixteen. Um, he's he's got the quickness at the position. Good route runner. I mean, he just makes he he'll go up and. Kind of like Alshon Jeffrey plucking the football out of the air. Something I used to always say about Alshon. Uh, I I think he's great. I like Nikhil Harry. I appreciate that. Yeah, John, I mean, Jaws has never heard of him. Do your research. So <laughs> I have. Is it the first round over? Yes. yes. We, yeah. All right, let's go. Are you still researching the second <laughs> round? Get ready for. Yeah, I got my draft board all set. Mm-hmm. The execution of this thing is always interesting. What, this mock draft? Yeah, we keep doing it. Or the real draft. People seem to like it. Yes. It, it goes quicker well, than you would think. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you like the guy that you're just about to take is gone. And it's different than like being in an ESPN draft room where you have like you can kind of sort through it quick. Like I have everything on paper here, and my microphone's in one spot, and my papers are somewhere else. It's, uh, you know. But part of the reason we do it is to simulate like 
you don't have control over all the picks. Like if you were just to do your own first round mock draft, you're controlling all 32 picks. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just like, continue I, to I let took Kyler your guy Murray multiple times there. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray lasted the ten. Yeah, which isn't happening. We should say that teams actually do their own versions of mock drafts. Yes, and let things play out. So as much fun as analysts have, media members have, we have, the teams actually do this in some capacity to see how things will play out. Well, and I saw a report today that um, the Raiders had some members of their staff uh, calling Mike Mayock, and they were trying to simulate draft uh, trade discussions. Like, hey, I'll trade you this for this, and like, and just to see how he would handle it. Like, Is they were just- this similar to using Larry Mayer in mock interview sessions? Uh, no. Okay. Because this actually makes sense. Asking for a friend. Is your friend's name Mark? Yes. With a C? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else from today, guys? No. Are we... Are, are we taking the Robbie Gold thing seriously now? Yes. It's interesting. I mean, I, he's the I, I man do, in a trade. I, I do think some of this is bargaining. Yeah. And his part. Gamemanship, public gamemanship happens all the time. He's a kicker, though. Yeah. And with all due respect to Robbie, who has earned his right to do this, who is a very savvy businessman, understands the business of the NFL very well. It's going to be interesting how this plays out. Really the, the cynical response is savvy business guy. Take $4.9 million and kick for another year mm-hmm. and then go from there. That's a lot of money for a kicker. Um, but I 100% respect the fact that he's got, he's got a wife and kids. And he's, he's, earned, he said he's earned this opportunity. And, and the players... Players want to fight this franchise tag thing in the next in the CBA negotiations. I don't think they're going to get anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. And we've learned that if they, the the only way the owners take that off the table in the next CBA is if they get something big in return. I don't know what eighteen game schedule. I don't know something crazy. But it, you know the franchise tag thing's tough. I get it. So you know all the power to Robbie to for using his power and using his leverage. And I hope you know as I hope for all players. You know get what you can get. All right, since we didn't have a Bears pick in the first round, you've done a Bears mock draft. I have, at theathletic.com. Welcome, Adam. Slash welcome, Adam. Gotcha. You forgot the slash. Yes. Otherwise, it would be a link that wouldn't work. Okay. <laughs> uh, my mock draft, which you can read at wjmradio.com, I went with Isaiah Johnson, cornerback out of Houston, who was a wide receiver for two years before switching to the defensive side of the football. I thought about texting you last night to yeah. tell you that I liked that pick. Okay. That Thank I fell asleep. You. That means a lot to me. Here's my bold prediction about that third round pick, if it's even so bold. That they trade. No. Oh, maybe. But they will not take a running back in the third round. They will take a defender. Okay. Possibly a cornerback. Like Isaiah Johnson out of Houston. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bold. People are going to be so scared of this uh, labrum situation that Rashawn Gary is going to fall right in the Bears' lap, and it's going to be awesome. That's crazy. I mean, we did not pick him in the first round. You know, I wonder if Montez Sweat's going to be that guy who has a crazy fall. 
I haven't heard about that. What uh, what's Isn't his he issue? One, didn't he have oh, the, he's the heart, he's the heart condition. The heart thing. Yeah, I've heard that some teams are worried about it. Some teams aren't. Yeah, but so. I, you know, yeah, all, all you need is one team to to want him. But sometimes, if a guy like that starts to fall, everybody freaks out, and then he just continues to fall. If the Bears trade up for anyone, who will it be? Miles Sanders, Penn State running back. I can still see them trading up. I, I do wonder if there is I even mean, like within the third round. Is that the one position we think they would trade up for? Running back? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it doesn't sound... I, it's hard to trade up for a guy that is not going to be... Although you trade up for Anthony Miller last year to essentially be your number see, three think, wide receiver. That's why I think it just has to do with... the. I, I, I don't think Ryan Pace is lying. Like, I really do think it has to do with the value they place on these individual players. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter what position they are. Yeah. So, like, if all of a sudden there's a guy that they had rated, like, early second round that's sitting there in the third, and, like, maybe it's ten, they're 10 picks away, and they think they're getting that much value for what they'd have to give up in a, you know, in a trade, like a fifth-round pick there, I could see them doing it. And I'm all about Ryan Pace should worry about current Ryan Pace. Let future Ryan Pace worry about 2020 and 2021 draft picks. No, current Ryan Pace is thinking about future Ryan Pace. I think they should trade the whole draft for Robbie Gold. No, that would be a story. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's obviously a joke. We should get out of here. Kev, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. Go Cats. Johns, congrats on the uh, the big move. Thank you, my friend. Oh, man, we just both need a cheeseburger. That's true. We did eat lunch before we came here, though. Yes, we did. Not cheeseburgers. That was uh, Kevin's recommendation. Went to Roadie. Very good Mediterranean food. Shout out to Rody. Not a, not an advertiser. No, just for a good lunch. Yeah. It was. It was solid. Anyway, uh, enjoy the draft. We will be back after the draft to recap everything that happened. Which I guess you can't rule out the possibility of Robbie Gold being a bear by the end of the weekend. Big news. Big news. That would change... We were just talking about uh, how there's not much buzz about this weekend coming up. Think about how busy we'd be. <laughs> as busy as when they traded up to get Mitch Trubisky? The, the yeah, what are we going to do in the first round of the draft? They'll just eat food and make fun of Larry Mayer? Are you guys even going there Thursday? Yeah. Don't we do that when there's a draft? It's true, but they'll be like... Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going. Because otherwise, I was talking to Pat Finley about this. You know, otherwise, I'd just, I'd just be watching at home by myself, so... I'm going to watch with you guys. Get some Jimmy Johns out of it. All right. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns, at K Fishbane. We'll talk to you next week after the draft on the Hogan Johns podcast. What else? Go ahead. I'm listening.